All right, welcome to the first uh, episode of the Heartland Signal podcast. My name is Antonio Correa. I am the senior digital strategist here at Heartland Signal. I'm joined in the studio with by uh, Rich and Austin. Uh, Rich, go ahead and introduce yourself to the folks. Uh, how's, how's everyone doing today? My name is Rich Eberwein, multimedia journalist here at Heartland Signal. On my right is Austin. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Austin Lafonte. I am the editor at Heartland Signal. All right. For today, we're going to be covering a couple topics. We're going to be visiting a few states in our region. Uh, for those of you that don't know, Heartland Signal covers the heartland of the U.S. Let's start off in Wisconsin, our state to the north of us here, where the uh, GOP is looking to impeach a uh justice that was just voted in rich why don't you tell us a little bit about that yeah so supreme court justice janet protese which was a pretty high profile race earlier this year where she um, was able to secure a liberal majority on the wisconsin state supreme court um, which was a big deal because um, wisconsin famously is a very republican state um, there are super majorities on the Republican side in both chambers of their legislature. So having a liberal majority on their court is a big deal. And here we are less than a month after Janet Protasewicz has been sworn in. And Republicans are threatening to impeach her from office, which they do have the power to do. I should mention that, like, uh, as far as, like, government control, the legislature is very solidly Republican. As a population, though, uh, Wisconsin is very purple. It's always it's basically been purple for a long time. Uh, but the reason why it's uh, so heavily stacked is that uh, it's the supermajority that they've gone through gerrymandering. These are they've done studies. This is like some of the most gerrymandered uh, maps in the entire country. And the reason specifically why they want to impeach uh, Judge Shannon Prosewitz is they say that she can't uh, talk about. Uh, she can't preside over a case to overturn those maps because she can't paint on them. Uh, which I don't know. Uh, I don't know how that would work considering Daniel Kelly also campaigned on certain issues and I'm pretty sure he would not uh, he would not step aside. So basically you have Robin Voss saying like, oh, uh, these people want the justices to do the right thing, to do what what is they can't legislate from the bench uh what the people want is for these maps to stand keep in mind janet won by us 11 percentage points like 55 and a half percent to 45 and a half percent or 44 and a half percent basically just because of this issue and abortion like it's pretty clear what the voters want at this point it's just that these maps are very much constricting them uh, to f- to basically uh, keep these supermajorities going uh, session after session after session, and they we're finally getting to the point where they can put a stop to it, and Republicans are trying this like sort of suicide attempt mm-hmm. to uh, block it. Yeah. So there was I was doing some research earlier, and it basically could turn out being a moot point because if Janet Protasewicz is thrown out of office by and, and impeached and taken out of office by the Republicans, that would create a vacancy on the court, right? And in Wisconsin, vacancies are filled by the governor. And there's a Democratic governor right now. So 
throwing her out and getting rid of the liberal majority for the time being is kind of a moot point because then Tony Evers, the governor of Wisconsin, would just have the pick to replace her. So it's sort of it, it, that could become a sticking point here, yeah. but we don't know because this is uncharted territory. There, it, and it's an immediate replacement, right? It's not like, mm-hmm. oh, that person has to go through a confirmation setting like you would for a Supreme Court justice. It's just, no, Tony Evers can just choose whoever he mm-hmm. wants. Because I think the idea is that, like, uh, they're going to be like, oh, we're going to impeach her. Uh, they're going to split the liberal and conservative judges are going to split the January case 3-3 to keep the maps. And that's not going to happen because, like, immediately Tony Evers can be like, okay, yeah, here's here's another liberal justice. We're going like, yeah. to... It, when I say suicide attempt, it's a suicide attempt. There's yeah. no backing out of this. Could they, could they keep it going? I mean, is this something like, you know, like say they're not happy with the next justice and then can they keep that? Theoretically, then it would just be an enormous waste of time, I think, I feel like. Because so the way it is, is like Evers can appoint a new justice. And from what I saw, he doesn't have to wait for um, the legislature to um, approve his appointment. So he would just put a new one in and then they guys, I guess they could theoretically just keep impeaching people. I mean, if they so if they don't put if they if nobody gets put in permanently then i mean in effect they could delay things possibly we don't know because this is also the other thing is this has never happened this a a, a justice in wisconsin hasn't been impeached since the 1850s this would be virtually uncharted territory and an unprecedented thing to happen in wisconsin so you know with their super majorities on the in the legislature though they could also turn around and say well they could try to change the law and be like well the governor does not have the power to just uh, approve a justice without our uh you know without our say so it's kind of this like wheel that keeps on turning in, with the republicans in wisconsin and it's just always their way basically yeah it's it's a very much a last gasp at the absolute power that they've had uh just um, from what is likely to uh, go down is that these Jamie Maris will be overturned and you're going to see that more purple uh, less supermajority balance to these legislatures. It could be Republican, it could be Democrat. Robin Voss could still be uh, Assembly Speaker. Who knows? But at least it'd be a bit more representative of Wisconsin. And that would also, if they lose the supermajority, which they just won through a special election, right? If they, the only way that Protosewicz can get thrown out is if two thirds of, I believe it's the House of Representatives votes to, or no, it's the Senate, votes to uh, do it. And they have two thirds right now by one seat. So even if they overturn these gerrymandered maps and don't get a true majority back on the Democratic side, they can take away the Republicans' ability to impeach people and throw them out of office, which would be huge. I mean, well, I mean, there's there this. What kind of president are we looking at here? Like, what what if this happens? Like, what does this say for other states? I mean, I think there's something going on in Georgia and and North Carolina also where they're trying to impeach justices as well. I want to say this is a state by state uh, basis, and I feel like uh, people who uh, appreciate uh, who appreciate like states' rights would probably say something like that. But again. a lot of these states take inspiration from others, just whether it's legislation or just kind of the tactics they use to get stuff through. Uh, that being said, I I feel like this is going to be uh, focused in Wisconsin, 
and because of that, I think it's just gonna make Wisconsin look more like a more like a circus than uh, even it is right now. Yeah. Yeah, we're we're starting stuff on the first episode. <laughs> Illinois is way <laughs> Illinois way better. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's move on to a different state. Let's go to Tennessee. Representative Gloria Johnson has announced that she's going to run for U.S. Senate. Austin, why don't you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, so Gloria Johnson, she's part of the Tennessee Three. They've made national news after, uh, during one session in which they kind of balked at uh, more any sort of like uh, gun reform. And this was right in the wake of the Covenant school shooting, the one that left three uh, dead, three injured at a national elementary school. And children were killed in that. Uh, obviously, they weren't going to do anything. These are Tennessee Republicans. So uh, three different representatives, uh, Justin Jones, Justin Pearson, and Gloria Johnson, uh, stood up uh, and disrupted and, and basically stopped the session with a bull with a bullhorn obviously the uh texas republicans did not like being uh embarrassed like that so they put they put all three of them up for an expulsion vote uh interestingly enough the two black representatives were expelled but the one white one that being johnson was not uh and she and she let it be known that that the, the reason why she wasn't expelled was because of the fact that she was white. Oh yeah, she's yeah. she's absolutely on the side. Uh, she absolutely uh, has been in solidarity with Pearson uh, Jones, who do have their seats back. Oh, by the way, they were reappointed, then they won special elections, so they're they're fully back in. But yeah, she's been she's been very vocal in saying like, oh yeah, this is not not only is it that it's just blatant racism uh, in the Tennessee House. So. Now, um, with Marshall Blackburn uh, coming up uh, for re-election, uh, first time since 2018, uh, which was already a really hyped race, uh, Gloria Johnson, already on this national game, this national press, is now jumping in. And I like it because uh, she's already, that's going to be very good for fundraising. This is someone who's done direct action. Mm-hmm. Uh even as a state representative, to try to at least put one little puddle into the giant machinery that is uh, Tennessee Republican politics. That being said, everyone has projected them to has projected this race to be a very solid Republican. Uh, if it means anything, last time this happened, uh, Taylor Swift got involved for the first time because she's usually apolitical. She endorsed the Democrat, Phil uh, Bredesen, uh, and he still lost by a lot. So we're maybe things will change. Yeah, it's it's another case of pretty well-documented gerrymandering for the Republicans in Tennessee. So the outlook on Gloria Johnson's campaign doesn't look great just by the projections but yeah i think uh the the important thing here is like what she's standing for right like the reason that they were protesting and the reason that so many in tennessee are frustrated with a republican controlled government is they are completely unwilling to hear anything about gun reform meanwhile children like you said are getting gunned down in schools and parents of those not just parents of those children parents everywhere everybody Everybody who has uh, common sense is like clamoring for some sort of legislation on gun reform, at least that for them to take a look at stuff. They ended their regular session without seeing any 
without looking at any pieces of legislation on gun reform. The governor called a special session recently to specifically look at public safety and gun reform, right? He even proposed a package of bills that was Democrats criticized as not doing nearly enough, and the Republicans didn't even look at it. They said, that's too much. And they left this special session again without having anything passed that would legitimately change anything about guns, right? And people were frustrated, and Gloria Johnson is standing up and saying, we hear you, and we are trying. You know, that's I think that's commendable. I think what also... Uh, it just helps her keeping her uh, gain, gain her attention and uh, helps her just for fundraising is that like they it wasn't that the special session was just like oh they didn't do anything it was that they were super fashy doing it mm-hmm. uh, Cameron Sexton implemented a bunch of new rules basically silencing any sort of dissent and letting him uh, kind of silence anyone who he wanted for any reason at all, which is why, which is pretty much why, uh, from what I've from when I watched this, he silenced Justin Jones. Mm-hmm. It was just like you know what I, I, I still believe you should be out of here. Uh, you're you're done talking for the day. You're out. Yes, conveniently, Republicans gave Cameron Sexton the power to silence anybody that he wants, and he did it mostly to Justin Jones and Justin Pearson, yeah. the two two of his v- most vocal critics in the body. Um, and when that, uh, you know, it was very well documented at the end of that section, um, they, Justin Pearson and Cameron Sexton actually got into a, almost a physical altercation where they bumped shoulders and were yelling at each other. Um, yeah, so. complete accident, but it mm-hmm. blew up. Yes. All right, folks. Well, that wraps up our first episode here at Heartland Signal. Uh, you know, make sure to like and share this episode. Look for it wherever you find your podcasts. We're on Spotify. We're at Apple Podcasts. Uh, Make sure to tell your friends. And uh, till next time.